Magnus Bane was way out of his depth. He was used to danger. Hell, he was the son of a demon after all. But he had no idea how to deal with this threat. A howling monster screaming with the souls of the damned. Louis to his left pumping rounds into it. The shield was fading. Magnus wanted to live. He wanted to find out what happened next. In his last moments, he wondered if there were more worlds for him to see. Yeah, so um, the lights went out and you hear people screaming and shouting in the hallway. God damn it, I'm trying to get some sleep in here. <laughs> You've been in telepathic communication with Louie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you don't, well, and Alexa, you, you, you're getting hints from them and you don't know what telepathy is. It sent you into a weird memory. Um, but these people are out there, uh, and you're still stuck in here. Is there anything else you want to do besides yelling? Uh, well, for me, I am, uh, because I have exhausted my options of trying to get out over the last 50 years or so, I don't, I'm just trying to get someone to come get me. Cool. So they're close enough now. You could probably bang on the window. Mm-hmm. Help. I would very much like to come out of here. You're screaming, help, help. All right. Um, Louis tears around the corner and is running down the hall and sees the vacuum bot, Artie, and he Mm -hmm. just draws on him and fires. (gasps) Um, Definitely hits Artie. Let's see how much. Does Artie have any dodge? Nope. Artie is disabled. Uh, Alexa, you come flying around the corner and you see that Louie has has drawn his revolver and shot uh, a gentleman. Well, really a small robot. It's red. Its head is shaped sort of like a wheel. Okay. It's wielding a broom. It's a real dumpy little thing about three feet tall. And uh, there's a short hallway that Louie turned around into uh, off of the giant, endlessly long hallway. And yeah, Louie's like, there's a monster robot or something. I think I killed it. Yeah, sure you did. (laughs) (laughs) Um look at him and draw my side sword and be like, I'll take care of this. Nice. Okay. He steps back against the wall. He, he looks all spooked. And then you hear Magnus um, coming to the end of the hallway. And then he does that like Zoik's Scooby squeak, you know, with the sneak with the, like, he's got fancy shoes on the, on the, on the floor of this old hallway. And you see dust like jump up and he's like, oh, something's coming. And you see he starts weaving this big blue and green shield. First off, 
cast mute on him. We on don't need Magnus? his screaming. No. On Magnus? <laughs> no, on Louis. Oh, on Louis. Don't you remember Louis immune to your telepathic oh, meddling? Oh, that's right. You, you've had to switch <laughs> to talking nicely to him. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. There's also that unconscious droid there, and then you hear something else shouting mechanically from inside this big red door that's open. Okay. Um, look around. Um, I mean, shit, see what I can see here. Uh, well, you've already told me. It's pretty much just a short hallway at the right, at the end of the hallway, goes into this control room with a big red metal door. And there's this red, rusty-looking piece of junk robot. And then behind you, Magnus is taking on something. Okay. Let's do uh, telemechan... Is there an electronic door in the way? No, it's already half open. Oh, okay. Is there enough room to him to, for him to come out? Um, you just want to peek your head in, or do you want to go all the way in? I'll go all the way in. What the hell? Okay, nice. Okay, you finally a human sees this room. It's like it's like a room out of like a, a '70s submarine movie, or like uh, you know, a, a top secret government installation. There's a big window with a big heavy door next to it. Uh, everything's super thick and reinforced. There's a, a sort of mixing console looking thing, like a desk with a bunch of dials and switches and stuff. And there's an empty seat. And then next to it is a, a seat with a corpse in it. And he's got his hands on like a key or whatever. Um, and then you see a key on the left side uh, that's still in the 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 control box or whatever and the guys are about five feet apart uh, oh and there's a big robot inside banging on the windows hey hello hello <laughs> <laughs> is anybody out there i have to go i've been here for quite a while um if you could open the door that'd be lovely yeah, sure, why not? Um, okay, Louis uh, pokes his head in, and he's like, What is that thing? Magnus is fighting a monster! I don't know what to do! Uh, is it the tentacle monster? You should definitely watch out for that. Tentacle monster? Magnus! Come on! So, Alexa, you're going to help Crandall open the, open yeah. the door? Uh, it's quite simple, really. Um, there's two keys, and they just both need to be turned at the same time. The problem is they're quite a ways apart from each other. Okay. Uh, use telekinesis to pick up both the keys and uh, flip them over to the locks and uh, put them in. Hella. So uh, you sweep the corpse hand off of the key, and you turn it, and then you turn yours. And... Uh, all the red lights that were on the that were flashing on the console, they're still flashing, but now there's like a boop, boop, boop. 
and it says fail safe uh uh failing i don't know you know technical <laughs> language <laughs> um and so the door to the robot is slowly opening and you hear a bunch of heavy metal springs creaking behind you where you came in. Oh, cool. I like heavy metal. <laughs> it's not quite the same, but I bet a heavy metal soundtrack is like flanging away in the background, slanging away. Oh yeah. Banging away. Definitely in her world. Mm hmm. <sighs> the door to the control room behind you closes and locks several times, just like a chunk, 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 chunk. And it says, uh, secondary countermeasures activated. And then uh, this room goes totally dark. And the control, the room that the robot's in kind of dims. And Crandall, now the door is open enough you can go through. Oh, I should have warned you about that. Um, it should be fine. Hold on. I'll walk out. Those two people in the hallway are still screaming. And let's cut over to Seth Tribble. What's up? Yo. How you doing, Seth? Not oh, pretty good. So Seth is my local DM here in Tacoma, Washington, and... He is the greatest, so I'm really happy to have him. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your character and where we last saw him? Well, I'm going to be playing Hank Harrison. Uh, Hank Harrison is a, uh, bo- a hard-boiled detective type. He uh, Everything was going just fine. He was doing a job for this one broad that he knows. Turns out she wasn't quite as trustworthy as he thought she was. See, no! Imagine that. She leads him to this uh, this broken-down old factory, see? Uh, track down this serial killer. Turns out the serial killer is an ex-partner of mine. And when he was running away, I, I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to, to shoot him. And so the dame shot me instead. I go falling through this gap, a portal in the universe, whatever, and I find myself in this <sighs> extra-cosmic hub. I don't know what the hell that's about, but, you know, here I am. And I find myself in this World War II or World War I looking place uh, with all these trenches and whatnot. And, uh, you know, to be quite frank with you, I'm a little bit turned off on the whole ordeal. (laughs) So last we saw you, you had um, looked up over the ridge behind you and you saw that it's a massive blast crater. And it's a uh, a slender blonde lady in like an apron covered with mud. Um, Or no, she's actually, that's the switch. Weren't you like perfectly clean when you got here? Yes, I was. Yeah. Yeah. So perfectly clean World War I medics, like a ladies nurse outfit. And she heads down a ramp into one side of the crater out of sight and that's what you're looking at now and the sky is purple it looks like shells of different colors are going off oh geez well uh in that case i'm gonna make good beat feet and get out of here get into the into the shelter hey hey lady 
Hey, hang on. Yes. No, hey. no, actually, uh, Polly, Anna, you've already gone inside. This is just for Hank. So I'm gonna, he'll find you. Don't worry. I'm gonna uh, rush toward the toward the structure and uh, try the door. Okay, you're sliding down the side of the crater, and you hear all this machine gun fire, and bullets are tearing up the top of the trench where the ramp went down. God, um, cripes so mighty. From the far side of the crater. Uh, pretty scary stuff. If I didn't know any better, I'd think these milk drinkers are shooting at me. <laughs> when I get to the bottom... Oh, man, I'm wearing my good shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so you get to the trench, and I'm going to need you to dive to avoid getting shot. Yeah, well, you know, my my personal well-being is a bit more, um, how shall we say, uh, pertinent than uh, the well-being of my uh, trusty brown trench coat. So. so you're going to lose the trench coat? No, of course I'm not going to lose the <laughs> trench coat. It's just going to get a bit dirty. Ah, yes. So give me, uh, what is it? I got to look at the character sheet. Is it is athletics a thing? Yeah. So I need an athletics and agility flip plus one since you're uninjured. All right. Well, let's see. I got... Uh, Two agility and no athletics. Plus one because I'm uninjured. I got one, two, three. That's zero successes. Ooh, you want to use any dodge or a hero point? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, start using up my drive points early. Drive, yes. Oh, dodge. You could use dodge to knock off. I think, what do you have? Two dodge? Yeah, I got two dodge. So you could use that to knock off two points of damage, or you could use drive and, and all that stuff as well. I'm going to use two points of drive and uh, draw two more. Okay. That's a success. So I got one success out of the, the whole thing. Okay, so you'll take two damage. All right, I'm going to dodge one of them. Okay, so you take one. So you take a little uh, bit of uh, bullet there in the back of the leg. It hurts real bad. You're rolling around. Um, you see you've rolled up against a, a young, maybe soldier. Uh, face is all like desiccated. Looked like he was maybe, to your investigator's eye, he may have been like totally starved by the time he died. And he's like clutching at his throat. And it looked like maybe he was trying to get into this door, which is partially ajar. Oh, jeez. You know, I don't think this planet is all that great for my health. <laughs> you hear a massive explosion off in the distance down. Like if you're facing southeast... Uh, and you're looking into the tunnel, that direction over the hill is where this massive explosion comes from. And the ground shakes and, and you're not sure what it looks like under the door and beyond is sturdy, but the trench all around you is shaken. God, um, cripes. 
but not stored. Well, I'm go- I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I can. I'm gonna crawl over to the door and I'm gonna uh, try my my very hardest to open it up. Okay, it is open. Oh, um, about <laughs> eight inches or so. You could probably like shove yourself through. You might have to, you know, really work it unless you're really skinny. I mean. I'm a bit of a beanpole, but that's just because work hasn't been too great lately. You understand the economy isn't what it used to be. I mean, call for private detectives isn't really that high. So, yeah, I'm a bit skinny. What of it? All right. So you you could either take your time to get in there slowly, or you could shove your way in with another athletics and brawn. Well, I think I'm going to uh, try to make my... Uh, ingress expeditious what with all the uh, <laughs> explosions and, and uh, corpses and such okay nice roll athletics and brawn um, are, are you down to the injured portion it's two thirds of your health uh, no I've only taken one okay cool uh, okay. one two three uh oh I got a a success and a joker. Uh-oh. Now, would you like to implore the person who has the anti-boner if they'd like to use it on your behalf? Uh, You know, I feel like uh, there could be more nefarious things afoot. Um... You know, it's just explosions, uh, active war scene. I think I can handle it. So uh, Pollyanna has it. Uh, April has it. But yeah, you're you're struggling. You're pushing your way through. And you manage to slide through, but you twist your ankle as you go. And the whole hallway shakes. And the door closes pretty quickly. And then it's just pitch black. And there's dust billowing through the air. Pollyanna. Yes. What's the last thing you remember? Uh, so I was in uh, the field tent, um, in the medic tent uh, in World War I um, when we were hit with heavy artillery. Uh, we The whole camp was bombed. Um, and as that was happening, time froze almost. And a woman came and recruited me to help in another war. Uh, And then I found myself here. Um, There was somebody who had recently died, so I covered them up. And then there was a door, and there was shooting and more bombs. And so I went inside. And then the door closed behind me in a creepy dark tunnel. Okay. I forgot that last part. That would have changed how things went. So we'll just say that for some weird reason, it was open again and you didn't notice. (laughs) It's Stephen King. Maybe there was a weird glitch. The door sensed another victim. (laughs) Yeah, the door sensed another victim. (laughs) The whole complex is alive. Yeah, perfect. Uh, So... Yeah, so the both of you are in the hallway. 
this big noise happens like way off to the southeast and dust is billowing forward and then you see all these red lights come on and sort of blinking like and then they stabilize and you can see a bunch of them further down the hallway and the dust is kind of swirling about and you see a a a man you think in a suit pointed this direction and swirling blue and green colors are in front of him and he's screaming about something and between you and him is something roiling the dust and things are moving about within it there's all these weird screams coming out of it and it's it's like just the howling of the dead gives you the creeps um and and it's about i don't know maybe a couple hundred yards down the hallway in that direction and the the lights are you know going on and off kind of and so sometimes you'll see it sending out a pseudopod and then you'll see the guy's face and yeah it's pretty scary i am going to head that way all right uh you're running down the hallway uh hank how about you you see this girl this woman running down the hallway towards the most unholy nightmare you've ever seen Whoa, whoa, hey lady, whoa, hang on. <laughs> y- yes? Hey, are you a nurse? I am. Are you injured? I am, yes, though that is not my occupation, thankfully. He's stumping I... along towards you. Here, let me, oh, it looks like you've uh, hurt your ankle. Here, let me take a look at it. The people down there are screaming so loud you can hear them over the screaming of the monster, and then gunshots are going off. So, uh, I couldn't help but notice just now that uh, you were heading in the direction of all the terrible noises. There are people in trouble. This is true. I need to help them. But I'll help your ankle first. Let me take a look at it. And I sort of push him down to a sitting position. Ugh. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Can I, however... Uh, I lift up his foot and like ah! shut his pants leg up to the knee. And I'm just like sort of touching... <sighs> like I'm feeling the ankle to see like if it's broken or if it's sprained or what it is. Butter on toast, lady. You got any kind of bedside manner? What'd you learn medicine? The lights go out. Oh, well, then you Uh, fit in just fine around here, don't you? Anyway, could I possibly uh, convince you not to go toward the hellish uh, demon escape with all the screaming and dying? It's pitch black now while while he's still babbling. And the the howling of all the, the damned seems to have gone away very quickly. And you hear another shot ring out. And then the screaming of whoever was there uh, also stops abruptly. And then it's just this creepy, like, silent feeling. Um, And then dust just slams into the two of you and just coats you completely. And uh, you feel, like, pushed apart from one another into the walls. Uh, 
Yeah, and it hurts your foot, Hank. Ouch! <laughs> well, I don't think it's broken. Uh, I didn't feel any of the bones grinding around. Well, that's nice. Oh, is there? It any- is. Mm-hmm. No, could is there anything you could give me for the pain, perhaps, or maybe you could wrap it up a bit? I'm. I know I'm asking a lot. What with with that's just meeting each other and whatnot. But I pull out my first aid kit and yes. I start like wrapping up the ankle. Uh, as far as comfort, I have a a little bit of chocolate and I have some cigarettes. Do you have a preference? Cigarettes, please. <laughs> <sighs> Wonderful. So you guys get a, a Zippo going. Uh, you light a candle, and then you can, uh, or a lantern. Would you have a lantern? Uh, I don't know if you would. Since probably you have- a candle. Yeah, probably have a flashlight. Uh, Even back yeah. then, a flashlight was pretty standard issue. Plus, I've got mm. my my hacking device, and that's got ah. There you go. That's got plenty uh, of light. Yeah, it's got a flashlight on it. Oh, so it's this really cute moment where Pollyanna's trying to light a candle, and you, uh, ching, uh, on comes all this light. And Pollyanna, you're just like, what? What is that? <laughs> oh, this, this is, it's just my, um, it's my personal assistant device. Where's yours? What are you talking about? Oh, you know, oh, you're a Luddite, aren't you? Excuse me, I am a nurse. Well, no, I mean, and no offense, of course. I mean, it's, yeah, everybody's got their own choices to make and how they want to live their lives and whatnot. I'm not one to judge. I'm just saying some people like technology and others don't. And, you know, if you don't like technology, that's fine. Um, but me, I find it extremely uh, helpful to have uh, a personal assistant device. Well, uh, I agree so, that personal assistants have their place, but I don't understand what you're talking about. Uh, so, Hank, your personal assistant has analyzed this woman's clothing and assessed it as being vintage 1918 uh, frontline medical wear uh, for ladies in the, the, the medical corps. Wait a minute. American side. And but they're like perfectly clean and fresh, which is odd for antiques. Wait a minute. What year is this? Nineteen eighteen. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, that does answer some of my questions. Um. What year do you think it is? It's twenty one eighty four, lady. Here we may both be wrong. <laughs> okay, let's cut over to Crandall and Alexa. Uh, so now it's very dark in here. Uh, about the only light is coming dimly through the transition room, like through the window and the open door. Uh, as a drow, uh, darkness is not a factor. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm just setting the scene. Obviously, Crandall oh, okay. can see in the dark as well. So, uh, Crandall, yeah, there's, uh, there's this, uh, tall, dark-skinned woman with pale hair and, um, seems to be floating off the ground a little bit. 
and mm-hmm. uh, must have some sort of energy control at a distance because she was able to move one key without even touching it. It's uh, it's impressive. You make that look very easy. I've been working on it for 50 years and couldn't quite get it right. Why, thank you. I've been working on it for over 300. Hmm. Well, you should have come sooner. If I'd have known where you were, I would have. Well, that's very nice of you. Um, so I, um, it seems to me like there are people screaming in the hallway. Um, do we want to look into that? Hmm. Yes. Yes, we do. Uh, the screaming stopped. All the extra screaming, like the howling of the monster or whatever, all that has stopped. The weird psychic feelings you were having also Mm. gone. Mm. Well, looks like it sorted itself out. (laughs) Uh, We do need to get out of this room. Uh, Am I aware of any any way to get that other door open? Do we just have to reclose the door I was just in to do that? Uh, yeah, you want to close that because otherwise the reactor, it has that small leak. So, oh yeah, the radiation. Yeah. It'll get worse out here if it, uh, keeps leaking. Well, let's, uh, uh, I would recommend us closing this door before we do anything else. Um, on a, uh, because there is radiation leaking out and, uh, I'm not sure if you're affected by it. I, I don't know your species specifically, but, um, I, I'm afraid that other ones around might be. Yes, I am still affected by radiation, and yes, we should close the door. Yeah, don't don't stand near the door, or don't look at the door. So, Alexa, I can I could give you a perception check, or I could just tell you uh, whatever you would prefer. Either way, uh, let's go with the perception. You know, just to make okay. it <laughs> more of an adventure. So let's see your. Um, I guess it'll be investigation and wit. Well, <coughs> I don't have investigation. So two plus one, because you're uninjured, uh, give that a flip. So you got two successes. So, yeah, you look over to your left and you see all the radiation indicators on the extra suits are black. You see dials are like cracked and in the red uh for like long-term radiation exposure you see the corpse in the seat is clearly was done in by uh was at least decomposed by radiation whether that's what killed him or not you're not sure Mm -hmm. by the way i would have given him a little telekinetic flick to get him out of the chair just in case i need somewhere to sit down nice okay yeah you can dump him out of that out of that seat unceremoniously yeah well you know just a, a nice wave of the hand you know yeah crandall you want to uh try to figure out how to close that door yeah I'm, I'm assuming it's the same as opening it uh so let's uh turn these keys the other way and see if that shuts this door so everyone doesn't die um how do we get out of here well, um, if my calculations are correct, and I believe they are, if we close this door that I was just in, that should trigger this other door to reopen. Ah, cool. Okay. Then, yes, let's do that. Okay, I'll grab a key. And if you want to grab the other one, that'd be lovely. And then I'll just turn it back the way it was. 
I will tele- telekinetically take control of the other key. All right. So you just don't even need to use your hands at all, do you? Well, I don't bother with it. <laughs> all right. So you turn him to the left, and uh, you hear a tick, 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 and then you hear somewhere you hear a meh. And then you see on this tiny indicator on the far side of the, the deck, it says, uh, fail safe, shut down, malfunction, notify Crandall. Well, it looks like you're being notified. Oh. Crandall, you receive a notification that says uh, there's a reactor core error and uh, for you to go fix it. Well, I'll I'll have to look into that, won't I? <laughs> we'll, we'll do that later. There's other things more more pressing at this moment. I know it's broken, so I'm not going to yeah. bother. So, uh, is that is it preventing the other door from opening? Usually, there the one won't unlock if the other one is open. Right. So, so we can't close the other door. Is my issue? You'll is have issue? to do it manually. Oh, you might have okay. to bust open a, a a panel and go to town on it. Okay. How strong is your, your brain strength? Can you uh, pull this door closed? I was just thinking about that. That is actually an entire possibility. <laughs> uh, what would I need for that, Jeff? I'm going to make you guys work together. Okay. I'll have... Crandall do computers to figure out exactly where in the wall is the thing Alexa should turn. And then Alexa can do it through the wall. Any other uh, stats attached to the computers? Um, computers and intelligence. All right. And I get one extra one because I'm not hurt. Right. All right. Uh, so I have two successes. And it was the Queen of Hearts. Is that the good one? Uh, yeah, it is. You get All right. it. So that's one plus your charm. My charm is one, so. So you get two. So two. I'm not very charming, it turns out. I'm just a robot. So you tell Alexa right where to turn the gear, and Alexa, uh, give me telekinesis and presence plus one. Wow. That would be nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is your shit. <laughs> yep. Uh, you're flipping them. <sighs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you keep forgetting that, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. That's three successes. No jokers. So, yeah, you guys together are managing to close that thing. While it's cranking sh- like shut, uh, something weird happens. Uh oh. Of course it does. Crandall, things go a little fuzzy. And mm-hmm. Alexa, Crandall's head turns 180 degrees. The eyes glow with a strange blue radiance. And it says, The other one lies. It wants you to die. And then it turns its head around and goes back to normal. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't creepy at all. 
How's that? How's the door coming along? Fine. Uh, moving right along here. <laughs> Seth, April, uh, what are you guys doing? Pollyanna has fixed up Hank's leg, and the lights are pitch black. You're looking at your screen. I am going to pull out a flashlight that I do have, uh, nice. according to the internet. And I'm going to sort of point it down the tunnel and see if there's anything, uh, if there are any maelstroms into chaos down the hall. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I'm going to pull out my dad's old uh, 38 police special. Ooh. Uh, mm. And point it down, down the hallway at where... Uh, Pollyanna is is pointing the flashlight. Um, I'm also gonna have my my pad scan ahead to see if there's anything up there. Ah, good. Yeah. So, um, your pad detects no Wi-Fi signals. No, not a lot of signals at all, except for the faintest radiation pulse, very nearby, but it's saturated the entire area. Hmm. Is there a, a source? You think if you keep walking, you can triangulate it, but it's very close by. You, okay. You're pretty sure. Or at least your machine's pretty sure. You're not a physicist. By the way, um, my name's Hank. Hank Harrison. Uh, pleasure, pleasure to meet you. To meet, pleasure to meet you as well. I'm Pollyanna. Pollyanna, that's a nice name. That's a that's a good name for you. Best one I've got. <laughs> so uh, I'm not uh, I'm not too keen on on heading that way at the current juncture. Well, that is your business, Hank. And I'm gonna turn and I'm going to walk down the tunnel. <laughs> okay, you're oh. walking down the tunnel. Um, you're coming up on where you can see the general area where that mayhem was taking place. And sure enough, the one of those cage-covered light bulbs above the intersection is ripped and torn away. There's glass lying about. The walls are all scored and, and burned and messed up. And what looks like a big sweep, as if somebody dragged a canvas down the hallway further southeast um, and that's the only thing you can tell in that direction and then off to the right here you see a bunch of shell casings and uh, oh and a little robot he's like three feet tall his head's shaped kind of like a wheel he's he had uh, a, one of his attachments was looks like it might have been holding a broom but it's lying on the ground next to it and it's little sparks are coming out of it. I go to look at, does it look like a, a person or like, like does it, it isn't the shape of sort of a human. Uh, only vaguely. It's like this little conical hat with like a spinning wheel head and just a chunky rust red body that's like 
I don't know, a fire hydrant, and then it's got a few things poking out of it. But it's definitely like things you've seen in the science fiction stories. Maybe Is this an assistant as well? Uh, I'm going to come trotting up <laughs> behind her. Uh, you, cle- you see clear evidence of a gunfight, or at least one person shooting a weapon. Um, so you're pretty sure that wasn't a hallucination you just witnessed. All right. Uh, do I notice anything particularly um, otherworldly other than the robot? Oh, it's just a deep feeling of of unhappiness, ennui, uh, terror kind of lingering in this general direction. And uh, other than that, just this stumpy robot that appears to be severely damaged, almost out of power. And then there's something going on between this big red metal door that you're pretty sure that's the direction the, the hot zone is. Well, Pollyanna, if that's a, if that's a personal assistant device, it's not like anyone I've ever seen. Maybe an antique or who knows? Maybe it's a far future. I'm going to kneel down next to the small robot and say, "Uh, hello, can you hear me? It goes, and it kind of wobbles. The top portion kind of wobbles over the, the flat wheeled base bottom part. I'm going to scan it with my pad. Do I see any schematics, anything that might be broken about it? A whole lot of stuff is in there that your machine does not understand. It's like almost like circuits made by a different type of reality. Um, it could probably analyze it if it could take its parts apart, but it doesn't quite understand the principle. Mm-hmm. Um, but it finds some serial numbers, and it's made by some company called Lamarck Industries. Lamarck? That doesn't sound like any company I ever heard of. Does that sound familiar to you, Lamarck Industries? No, I haven't heard of that. Hmm. But it might be from the future. (laughs) You bet it's not from the Acme Corporation. Oh, good. That's funny. You hear uh, a bunch of, like, metal chunk, chunk, chunk kind of clanging coming from behind the red metal door. Oh, uh, I'm going to chunk, chunk, chunk back. (laughs) Oh, like knock on the door? Yeah, with the butt of my pistol, just like, pong, pong, pong. Nice. Um, Okay, uh, Alexa, you're mind tweaking this thing. Crandall, you hear Mm -hmm. somebody has banged on the outer door. Uh, Hello, we're in here. Uh, Hello, we're out here. Um, I don't need eyesight in, uh, I mean, uh, line of sight in order to use telepathy. So I will reach out with my mind and, uh, look for sentient minds. Okay. Yeah. You, you get a sense of them, but while you're concentrating on your telekinesis, it's going to be hard to talk to them, but you know, there's a couple. Yeah. There's a couple humans okay. out there. Okay. We're just working on opening the door. Yeah, no sign of Magnus or Louis, but definitely two new humans are out there. Cool. Um, 
so just just to get the uh, the pleasantries out of the way uh, right off the bat, uh, my name's Hank. This is Pollyanna, and uh, I would very much appreciate it if you told me right up front if you were uh, the people eating type of people. Uh, I am not anything eating. I am Crandall, a uh, maintenance robot with many other functions, and uh, I have been stuck in this reactor for the last 50 or so years. Um, this uh, lo- lovely lady here has helped me get out, and now we are opening this outer door to, to come meet you. There's a small robot out here. Is it your child? That's Artie. Uh, Artie is my good friend. Ha. Huh. Hmm. Well, I've got some bad news, though, friend. <laughs> <laughs> Hank, you've located the bullet hole and the exit wound. Yeah, uh, I, I think I think Artie's been shot. Oh, oh dear. Um, well, once we come out, I can take a look at the injuries and see if it's something I can patch up. And I can assist uh, if you'll explain how. Of course. Okay, the final chunk. The door slides shut. The transition room fills up with clean air and starts to brighten. And the locks are unsealing on the outer door. Uh, You may want to stand clear of the door. There may be some residual radiation that seeps out. Uh, I'm going to grab... Pollyanna by the forearm and kind of like, because I do not trust her ability to make wise choices. (laughs) And based off of the admittedly limited interaction we've had. And I'm going to kind of pull her back 50 or so yards. Oh, you could probably get down the hallway about 30 feet and then you'd have to go either back the way you came or farther Oh, this is a much smaller room than I thought it was. You're okay. in a hallway about 30 feet that abuts on this red door that goes into a thing. Okay, then just as far back as as is feasible. Okay, so you're like peeking around the corner. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> Pollyanna, are you going along with this? Or are you gonna? <laughs> I I will go along with it. I am also sort of like. I am hesitating, not because I am resisting, but because I am, like, peering through, like, trying to see what's going to happen when the door opens. Um, And I have also taken off my hat. I have, like, a big, wide-brimmed hat with a ribbon and a bow on it, and I am holding it in front of me. Oh. Probably smart. (laughs) Just in case. (laughs) Of course, yeah. What is that, felt? I don't know. Hmm. Well, it's very nice. Yes, it is, isn't it? The ribbon's so fetching. I agree. So anyway, back to this nuclear apocalypse we appear to be in. (laughs) So before we go back to Crandall, um, let's take, we'll take a quick break, but before we do... The camera cuts out of the entire damn complex, the entire damn complex, and uh, the, the comes whole damn up, complex. And you see the <laughs> you see the battlefield. It's just blasted landscape around the dam and the river and all this. And then back to the southeast, there's that huge gap where the the road, like all the land, broke apart. And you see, uh, we zoom in on this big, wide sort of remains of a freeway and uh, where it's all clattered down in a trench and 
Colonel Merida and her whole mob are standing on the edge waiting. And when all the lights go out on the enemy's side of the line and the enemy starts shooting, not knowing what's happening, they're giving away their positions by their weapons going off. And Merida pulls out the, the photograph that our heroes gave her and she kind of holds it up in the air and lets it go. And as it gets sucked into the trench area, all of a sudden the light just goes and it's like a, a, a blacksmith hitting an anvil with a hammer and sparks go everywhere. And uh, it starts turning like day to night and then night to day and all the good people, like the trench closes and all the land sticks to each other and the good mob just goes racing forward, guns blasting, jeeps honking their horns, you know, artillery going off. It's great. Horses, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. a special project of the Trap Society and Colossus Media Group. Our theme song is Morgana Rides by Kevin McLeod. You can find his music at incompetech.com. Send us an email at warforthetower at gmail.com. Stay weird, everybody. We'll vamp. Vampity vamp, 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 vamp. Or vape. Vamp or vape. Vape or vamp. This is an Uma Oprah situation. It's been about over 10 years, maybe, since I smoked pot. It's a, wow. It's a yeah, like, it's weird, because like, when I was smoking, it was hard to find. And now that I'm not, it's <laughs> yeah. just everywhere. <laughs> If you're trying to start, I can pick who is first. I'm pointing at you now, but you can't see it. It's a mystery. <laughs> I can feel you pointing at me. I don't have investigation. Okay, so it's just wit plus. And my wit is a two. <coughs> <laughs> Damn it. Sorry, careful. <laughs> So let's cut back to our other friends. Um, Hank and Pollyanna, you got the wound. Um, are they in a different time stream from us? They saw Louie and Magnus fighting the creature. Um, but you don't, you haven't met them yet. So who knows? Okay. Okay. That's what I was trying to figure out. That'd be wild if inside the control room is a different time stream than outside. That'd be fun. To your world to make putty of. That's right. Let's make some putty. Special thanks to Kevin Cole, the maker of Space Kings, for letting us use the Space Kings system to, to make this show. It's pretty cool. Space Kings. <laughs>